out, we'll come out, we'll come to play. Just for recreation's sake, to pass the time away. Lots of fun, heaps of fun, enjoy yourself today. North Melbourne boys are hard to beat when they come out to play. So join in the chorus, sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. Hello and welcome to the Stern Look. I'm Kangaroos Forever. Tonight we have Nate Seven and Cliff join the show. Welcome, boys. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to have you on. Also tonight we have the Peasant King himself, Jade. Welcome, Your Highness. Oh, thanks, mate. Nice to be here. Good to have you on. Same structure as usual with the show, so we'll start up with thumbs up, thumbs down. So my first thumbs up will be Ben Cunnington's excellent game on the weekend. It's been his best game since round one. He hasn't had a great year thus far, to say the least, but it was a good game by him. My second thumbs up will go to Daniel Wells for playing with pretty much a half-busted quad to save his team in the last quarter. Uh, my thumbs down will be the continual sucking of so many St. Fiddler fans. Whilst it's amusing, it gets pretty old pretty quick, especially Plugger 35. And my second thumbs down will is that I've just run out of sympathy for Essendon. I just don't have any more sympathy for him. So, <laughs> <laughs> what are your positives and negatives, mate? <laughs> well, first positives, well, the sympathy thread can be reinvigorated because we are playing the asterisk. We are playing Essendon this week. Um, my other positive also goes hand-in-hand with the negative. So uh, there is the chance for some more players to come in. So Brad McKenzie, Farron Ray, potentially. We're also looking at going further into the preview with um, maybe some late changes. But also the negative with that is uh, the injuries that North Melbourne has had. So we've already had Garner, Anderson, et cetera, et cetera. Lindsay Thomas coming back from suspension. Um, it's a bit of a weird one, that one. But um, Farron Ray being up, what, upgraded to the senior list for what I think the second time. So, okay, I'm a, I'm a bit sort of on the fence with that one. But other than that, um, I think it's, it's been a good week for North and um, we're still undefeated so far. And um, over to you boys. Maurice Quiff. Um, just as usual, just a little personal thumbs up. Just bought Sean Atley's Guernsey from the weekend. So pretty happy with that. Um, uh, and of course, the obligatory seven and zero. Um, only real thumbs down is just the the whinging over this thirty second shot clock thing and the AFL looking at getting rid of it already. Just don't get it. You get thirty seconds, no matter where on um, what how long is left on the clock. So why does it all of a sudden matter when it's in the last twenty eight seconds of the game? <laughs> true that. True. That. That's so funny that such an overreaction to something so simple and the rules. Anyway, we'll move straight on. Are you right there, Quiv? you want to go kick on with that? No, no, I am, I'm good. No worries. <laughs> no worries, mate. Uh, Jade, how about yourself? Oh, I tell you what, thumbs up has is, got to be that uh, despite all the uh, the doomsday talk that, you know, after seven rounds of the season, we're actually not sitting on the bottom of the ladder, so that's uh, kind of encouraging. Um, second thumbs up is uh, is definitely the, the new interpretation of the deliberate out-of-bounds rule. Um, which is definitely encouraging um, teams to to keep the ball in play, and I think it's it's been it's been brilliant. Thumbs down is definitely the shot clock. Um, I don't uh, don't blame any player for using it, but it, it certainly shouldn't be there. It's um, it's not helpful at all. I think we we're best served leaving it to the umpires to hurry players on uh, when they think they should. Um, and the thumbs down has got to go to Buckley, who I think might actually be the first coach in history, uh, and I will check this fact, to actually take his team lower and lower in five successive years. Well done, Bucks. 
five-year extension, please. <laughs> <laughs> we can make it easier on Richmond and Collingwood, but they can swap Dimmer for Buckley. <laughs> oh, hang on. So Ross Lyon and Damon Hardwick also need contract extensions. I don't even know where their contracts are at, but please, for fuck's sake, extend them right now. Uh, isn't, isn't Ross Lyon contracted until... 2020 now or something ridiculous yeah, like that? Yeah, got a five-year extension. Very early on. Hardwick got another year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Sean Hunt can excellent. Oh, jeez. It just so ripe for parody. Anyway, we'll move straight on to club discussion then. So we've got nothing more to add. So there's not much in terms of club discussion. This all some remind me during the week, but anyway... Um, the one thing I will mention this week is the huddle was recently highlighted on the ABC. There was a feature on it, which is now on the North site and the YouTube site of the North. So the huddle did fantastic work. And for that particular segment, they discussed how the club worked to w- improve their grassroots support amongst a lot of recent migrants and refugees to Australia several years ago. It is a really good watch, so please do so. Uh, we'll miss straight on to the VFL with Nate. So, anything particularly happening in the VFL, note? Uh, not particularly, other than um, what's already been broadcast on the footy website. And through North Melbourne's website is uh, North Melbourne. Uh, yeah, the affiliate Werribee were uh, really flogged by Williamstown. Um, that comes as no surprise. So Williamstown are a very strong standalone side. Um, I think it was nearly 90 or 100 points. Uh, it wasn't much to come out of it. Uh, Wood, Ray and Door in the best, but also the only goal scorers. Funnily enough, uh, what, two or three of them are going to be playing on the weekend? Maybe all three. We'll just wait and see, depending on late changes. Um, this week, they will be coming up against Box Hill, so that's actually going to be a very evenly matched comp- uh, match. And that's at Avalon Airport Oval, so down at uh, Werribee on Sunday morning. That'll be live on Channel 7 and probably online, so we'll just wait and see who's got the live feed for that and also likely on one of the local radio stations, possibly K-Rock or one of the Western Melbourne radio stations. The teams there are almost as you'd expect uh, with the Development League. There's a couple of guys who may come into the seniors. Um, Nielsen's down in there, but then again, he's coming off, what, a year and a half of uh, knee injuries. Bullshit going on there. Uh, the only other one is... Farron Ray is still listing the senior side for Werribee, but I'm sure that'll probably change soon. Other than that, that's all for the VFL, and they're just going to be at home, I think, for a couple of weeks. So that's about all. Okay, Paul. Right, thanks for that, mate. We'll move straight on to the questions for this week. So I'll start with Quiv, and this comes from Augustine, who asks you, with the club giving out a shimboner of the error on Friday, who do you think should get it? Boomer, Drew, Ferrito, Spitter, Wells, anywhere, anyone else? I think I think Boomer. I said that in the thread and got questioned on it and ignored the question because I didn't know how to answer it. But um, Boomer Harvey's been the the club. He's the North man for 20 years now. Um, you think, of, or at least us North supporters, you think of North Melbourne, you think of Boomer Harvey, and I can't really think of anyone better to give it to. No worries. Uh, Nate, Gasso Meter wants to know, at what point of the season do we start resting players, if at all? Even though we just rested Fredo. Um, okay, first of all, Capeboard, is this a serious or is this a joke question? Oh, who the hell knows with Gasso? He just asks so many stupid shit. Over I know years. he's still in mourning with uh, RIP from CUB or IUB, but um, I've <laughs> actually seen... And I'll, okay, I'll take this, this question quite seriously just for a second. And either any of you guys, even Jade, can butt in whenever you want. I don't think we should be resting at all throughout the season. It's only, what, seven or eight rounds in. Uh, it's about 
another six, seven or eight until the buy, until the North Melbourne buy, which that round is a three-way um, buy. <laughs> you love a good three-way. <laughs> I heard that. I was like, it took me a good split second to get that. So, yeah, well done. Congrats to you. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> so, three, oh, I love a good three-way. Um, okay. Shut up. I've lost my train of thought. Train. Um, so look, okay, so we're about six, seven, eight weeks away from, yeah, alrighty, do it, just do it, go, come on, three-way. Giddy. Alright, done. <laughs> Don't do it from Gary Lyon, you are. Um, and then it's another six, seven, or eight until the end of the season, so I don't think there's a real reason to, I can hear you giggling away in the background, but people say, oh, what about Essendon and Carlton? I think that's almost a little bit disrespectful, but also North Melbourne has got to remember the injuries that they have and the spectators and players and members and everyone else associated with the club, got to remember that then the buy, and then you're looking at a pretty hard run at some point. So I think the only game you might consider it might be Port Adelaide after the buy, but otherwise I would not rest them at all, and I don't like these calls for Fordham, Vickers, Willis, Durden, Nielsen at all, and all these multiple changes in one game coming from whether it's Essendon, Fremantle, Carlton, and Richmond, it is not necessary. Even in the last round, uh, even though it's against GWS, and that'll be at home, and that's probably going to be a Friday night game. Also, no, it'll be Saturday afternoon. But uh, bad idea. I don't think a rest should happen at all, considering how the season's going to pan out. Well, there's also the week after the round 23, so do we really need to rest them is a good question. That's, that's, that's because of, and this is another reason where the AFL loves to bring in a new rule because of something that North Melbourne has invented and in which the Western Bulldogs would love to wish that they could invent, and that is... <laughs> North Melbourne rest three quarters of a side or half of a side, bring in VFL plus VFL development league players and then do what they do against Richmond and then the following week after. And there's another reason why we shouldn't rest players. I don't think there's any need for it. And you often say that why would you tinker with a team that's undefeated, is winning reasonably well given it was the Melbourne game, the St Kilda game and maybe one other where you go, oh, that was really too, too tight. But... Um, other than that, it, it's been pretty good. It's, I'll tell you what, it's been a lot better than previous years where you'd be up by 60 points at quarter time and then get steamrolled by 80. So there's no need for it, I don't think. Fair enough, fair enough. Oh, next question, we have a question for His Highness, the Duke of Peasants, Jade. All right, go on. Muttley wants to know if you're resigned to a wooden spoon for your team. Or will Freo storm home to win it? No, I, I dare say you've probably got three sides that could win it this year, and that'd be win it. <laughs> what a term. Uh, obviously ourselves, Fremantle and Carlton. I think uh, uh, a few Carlton fans are getting a little bit ahead of themselves. I mean, I think they've they've got wins against, uh, you know, really the three other worst teams in the league. So, yep. uh, And they, they struggled to do it, to be honest. So I reckon they, they'd still be in with a sneaky chance. Wouldn't it be funny, just hypothetically, if Collingwood got the spoon and they had to trade their first pick away? That'd be hilarious. I'd love that. That that that's that's the Buckley era. Uh, Buckley era at Collingwood. <laughs> the James A. That'd <laughs> 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 be so funny. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, Quinster Taz asks: Should we continue to push door into the side so that we're less reliant on Goldstein? Is Goldstein shouldering too much of the ruck? Um, Goldstein's an animal. Um, it's not like we don't have Brown or Drew or, yeah, them two to go into the ruck if Goldstein needs a hand. But in saying that, I, I, I want to see Magic Door play every week. I, I really like him. I'm a big fan of him. So, um. Does he have whatever. calf muscles like Atlee? 
You know, oh, hey, that guy's got muscles on muscles on places I don't have muscles. That guy's just a beast. Oh, yeah. So, so um, yeah, the more Magic plays, the better. And probably not necessarily for the team, but just for my enjoyment. So it's going to be hard to strike that balance. We've always found it hard to strike that balance between two Ruckman. Look, I'll, I'll be shocked if Dor plays and one of Goldstein, Drew, Brown, Wait, one of our talls don't come out. Um, I don't see how we can play them all together. Yeah. Um, especially when they're not really needed against Essendon when they don't really have many tools to combat with. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it comes on Saturday, I guess. True, true. Finally, this is for Jade from Mark's Up. He asks, will Nathan Grimer stick to the game plan this week and spot up North players kicking out defence? <laughs> uh, very, very possible. Um, I dare say he's not likely to get his hands on the ball very often anyway. So, uh, And look, you know, to, to be honest, kicking it to the opposition, he'd be fitting right in uh, at Essendon. So, you know, he'd go for it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, that's a great question. All right, uh, moving straight on to the review of the St. Fiddler game. I'm just going to call them St. Fiddler because I just don't like them. I, after that last week, I don't like their fans. Um, in terms of the review, it was a tighter finish than expected in the end, but we showed enough composure to get over the line. Cunnington was very good, as I said earlier. He dominated the clearance area when it mattered. He tackled really well. Goldstein was very good after a quiet work against the Dogs. Uh, forwards were a little bit subdued, but all contributed well. It was a shame to see Higgins go down. That was pretty crap. And it's a shame to see Wells go down as well. Uh, defenders, for the most part, were very good. Marlett was a bit rusty, but you get that sometimes. He lacked a bit of intensity around the ball. He looked a bit slow at times, but as I said, it's just the pace of the game you'll get used to. So any impressions of the match, Nate? Yeah, well, I really liked um, uh, Petri and some of the defenders, but Mason would... I mean, obviously, with all the media attention that's gone on there, you can't go past Mason just being the composure that he's had and being able to kick as truly as he did after the song, with that the amount of pressure and the screaming and the yelling and the abuse that he copped from over the thing, you know, and he would have known full well what was... But for him to have the composure and the measure of mind and all the rest of it, and he, all his faculties with him to see, OK, well, the countdown clock is going, and have the idiot runner in his ear he probably doesn't listen to anyway, and then still kick that goal. Um, that That is just... He has improved so much in 12 to 15 months that I've been watching him uh, through the VFL and the seniors, and um, there are some things that he's really improved on. Even the previous weeks when he was playing at, uh, I think it was at Footscray a couple of weeks ago, uh, if a, you know, as was Nahas, and they, I couldn't believe how vocal they were. But going back towards your question, yeah, so Mason would for me, but I was a bit funny about, and I didn't see much of it or him because I wasn't focusing on him, but uh, Todd Goldstein, and did you see much wrong with him or was he labouring do you think or was he out of sorts or was it just one of those days oh you go ahead mate. He, he can't be amazing every game we, he's got to have a bad game every now and then fair enough I think he's nursing a little bit like he's a bit sore he's not injured he's just a little bit sore from what the dogs did to him they jumped into his ribs and shit the week before which is ridiculous so I think he's just yeah he needs a bit more recovery I think that's probably why Dawes was brought in. I think he will be rested a little bit this week, which is interesting. Anything further to add, Nate? No, so it just looks like we're going to be the kings of the late changes, uh, <laughs> thanks to Brad Scott. So, yeah, that's all I've got. No worries, mate. Uh, Quiz, you. you want to add anything else? No, thanks. I'm good. You're good? You don't want to add anything at all? Not about the 
North kick until a certain end or anything like that? Uh, well, look, I was on a flank, I guess. I didn't really matter too much <laughs> this game, um, but just keeping in mind, Andrew Swallow, for when we play Carlton in two weeks. Right, I'll ask you about Sean Atley, and just as a general review of the season, how have you seen his last couple of weeks? Uh, his last couple of weeks have been much better than his first five weeks, um, that's for sure. Uh, watching him actually take on Rewalt. Uh, for a bit last week when I guess the matchups got a bit muddled up and Atley followed him all the way down in the centre square, which I was shocked. Uh, but he somehow managed to stay on him and stop the ball getting to Nick, so that's good. Um, still want to see a lot more. Uh, want to see a lot more run and carry, which he has been doing the last two weeks. But what do you end up with? You end up with something like 18 touches last week. If we can get him getting around 25 a game, that'd be, that'd be bloody sweet. Um, but I suppose the way we're playing this season, I don't know if you guys have seen the stat, but we haven't had one player go above 30 touches this season. We're, no, we're still 7 and zip. So. A very team-orientated game. Uh, so you think it's just that, or is it just a style of football? Is it opposition? What is it? No, I think we're playing as a team. Um, there's no standout players as such. Um, there's nobody that we're just giving the ball to. It's Everybody's doing their role. And it's obviously paying off. Mm. It's interesting the commentators brought something up about defending that we're not using a zone like we're used to, but we're actually going man or man defence. Yeah, I actually sat on level three last week, which is the first time um, I've ever sat on, well, not ever, but for a long, long time. And you can see it from up there how how it all works. And you're right, we don't play a zone. We we fight a bit. We we push right up the ground, um, but yeah, it's man on man. And even last week, you know, we had that plan with Rewalt. As soon as he left the 50, somebody Atley took him a lot of the time. As soon as he ran back into the 50, they swapped. Yeah. Uh, it's very, as I said, it's a team. We're playing a team game. So you think it's the best way, or do you think we should alter a little bit? <laughs> Look, it's working. We're 7-0. Admittedly, we haven't had the hardest run, um, but little tweaks here and there. I mean, we kept the Bulldogs to their lowest score of the year. Um it seems to be working. I wouldn't go changing anything at the moment. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, we'll move straight on to the preview, Sam. I've got you talking now, so you want to take that? <laughs> yeah, all right. So uh, we're playing Essendon, obviously. Um, they're in uh, Ambrose, Langford, Parrish and McKenna. And going out for them is Dempsey and Simpkin with hamstrings. Gwilt is rested and McKernan's done his quad. In for North is Lindsay Thomas, Magic Door, and Brad McKenzie, with Daniel Wells doing his quad, Spud Ferrito having a rest, and Sean Higgins unfortunately out for three months with his knee. Mm. Uh, we've got an emergency list of Clark, DeMont, and Farron Ray. I don't think any of them will come in. So you think we'll go that tall? Actually, that that just goes against against what I said earlier. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Um, Sorry, yeah. Uh, I don't think we will go that tall. You're right. So one of them will come in. Probably Dumont for a bit of five power up forward, hopefully. Just a little bit more. Um, so, so play the Patch Adams half forward contested type of player. Hopefully a little better than Patch Adams last couple of years, though. Um, yeah, well, that, that wasn't his fault, though. No, pre-injuries as well, though. Yeah. But, yeah, hope, hopefully. Um it's going to be a, a pretty boring game, in all honesty. <laughs> Eston, whilst they're doing better than a lot expected, they're still up against the wall, no matter how you look at it. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Tip and Woody in the flesh. He reminds me of a, a Byron Pickett. He's just 
he just wants to hurt people. It's really good to watch him <laughs> just line people up and go at it. And he's he's a ripper, eh? <laughs> he just goes at the ball with tenacity, unlike anyone else. It's really good to watch. Um, looking forward to see Danaher. Hopefully, Tarrant can keep him quiet. And obviously, a bit sad, but also happy to see Nathan Grimer back on the park. Hopefully, he has a good time out there. Um, wouldn't mind him kicking a goal against his old mob just for the celebration. <laughs> so, Tarrant Danaher, Thompson Brown. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I haven't really had much time to look at anything this week. Been pretty busy no, with you're right. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the matchups if you like. Uh, Langford Millen. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah, 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 I'd agree with that. Ambrose, uh, maybe McDonald, I actually see an Atley going to Redmond. Because McDonald's a bit bigger, so you can probably take on an Ambrose yeah. type. Yeah. I reckon you'll probably see Ambrose lining up in defence just quietly. Okay, no worries. Because I know his role changes a little bit. He's like um, Simon White at Carlton. He changes it around a few times. Uh, Connor McKenna. Would he start in the forward line or on the wing? Well, we've been playing him um, as a forward, sort of that small forward um, lead-up option. So I dare say... Um, and look, obviously, we're, we're having a lot of difficulty scoring, so I, I dare say he'll start in the forward line. So probably a mullet will go with him, or maybe a McKenzie type. We'll just wait and see. Um, Jacobs has got to go to Zacharias. He's probably pronounced his name wrong again. Yeah, Jacob, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Jacobs, Zacharias, and Merritt. Probably Gibson will sit on him. Fantasia, uh, whoever pushes up to the wing, maybe McKenzie to it. Maybe when Mullet pushes up, maybe when Atley pushes up, or McMillan pushes up, he'll go to Fantasia. He pushes forward a little bit more than the average player in terms of our forward line. Grimy is going to Petrie, I think. Yeah. Yep, Hartley yeah, to Waite, um, or Hartley to Brown, and D to Waite. No, Hartley will get Waite, I would, I think. Yep, so who goes to Brown? Uh, that's a good question. Ambrose. Ambrose, yeah, that's that's all right. Uh, Wood, probably with D, I see that happening. Bagley to Thomas, that's straightforward. Nahas will be in and out around the wings, half forward, pushing forward. So maybe a James, oh, he might have a bit too much pace for James Kelly. Maybe on Tipper, McDonald Tipper, and we may see uh, we may see Robin Nahas die this weekend. Then uh, Tipper Woody is, as I said, is an animal. Nahas is exactly a big man himself. No, I think uh, if Tipper's able to line up Nahas, you'll be saying goodbye. <laughs> is Crowley going to reacquaint himself with Harvey, or is that just? I've seen I see Kelly going to um, Harvey. Well, I can... Um, yeah, to begin with, but I'm just in the long run. I'm just, I just wonder, if, for old time's sake, if the two are just, you know, going to... You know, well, I was, I, was lu- I was lucky enough to have a, uh, a brief conversation with Ryan Crowley this week. Um, now, I can't say anything for certain, but I'm very, well, I'm very confident that he will, uh, he'll be lining up at, uh, on Brent Harvey, probably from the centre bounds. Right. Straight from the horse's mouth, cool. <laughs> That'll be good. It's a pinch watch. <laughs> Got a new thread. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the pinchy thread. <laughs> well, we'll have to find that. Yeah, that was a funny thread. So who goes to finger pointer? <laughs> uh, so we've gone too tall. That's the problem. Well, the last time we played them, um, I think for the second half of that game, Ben 10 was on uh, Goddard from memory. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. I was on between Z and... Because they were one out. They were, it was one-on-one in the 
Um, no, you're uh, right. It did happen. Forward, and he gave Buddy Goddard a bath. I'm pretty sure of that. Unless it was the game before that, but I'm almost certain of that. Anyway, no. um, it, okay. It was a totally different team, so I don't know. You think you're right? No, it was it was actually Ben Cunnington for a bit. It was only for a half, not ever. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's geez, that was a, yeah, that was last year. You're right. Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I just I didn't know which game because it was because we played. So North and Essendon only both had the two Friday nights each, and they were both against each other, and they were playing uh, six or seven weeks apart. And I just don't know which game it was. I know it was one of them, and it was an absolute. It just made Goddard look like some primary school footballer. It was just that easy. Uh, He's back to his finger pointing best as well. They showing him pointing to his exchange bench, complaining. (laughs) You're right there, Nate. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Oh, I was was waiting for you. Oh no, no, no! no. I was waiting for another question for old mate. That's all. No, I I reckon he'll be pointing to the scoreboard this week, boys. (laughs) Asking for help to count the score. Oh dear. (laughs) Dear, oh dear. Uh, well, Moose, Australian and Sam Kerridge, it doesn't seem this is just going absolutely nowhere. Um, nominees for Sam Kerridge, Quiv. Uh, Brown. Damn, what, what stats do you reckon? Uh, we'll go with four goals. That's, that's enough for the Kerridge for me. <laughs> Alright. Alright, I'll pick out Ambrose then. Three goals. Jay, can you please go and can you mention one before I do? Because I've got two guys who are... Jeez, oh, I think you just... Taking the rug out from under me, under me with the Ambrose there, but I reckon no, we'll go. go Brown, not sure. Yeah, I, I reckon uh, I reckon we'll see Ryan Crowley pick up twenty five plus. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I can see it happening too. All right, Nate. Uh, can I have a drum? No, I don't give me trouble. Is it bad if I pick Nathan Grimm and kick a couple and just really showboat and just float forward? Is it, uh, <laughs> does that count? <laughs> I'd love it if you did. Well, well otherwise I'm looking. Otherwise, I'm looking at Jackson Merritt to come off a late change and do that, but fuck knows. Um, what about Polkinghorne? Uh, <laughs> now, that's seriously taking the pick, uh, if he got it. That's um, the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, as the team stands, and I'll go Grimer, then Polkinghorne. But if there's a late change, I'm going to go Jackson Merritt. So, there you go. Uh, and hang on. Grimer to have two, uh, Polkinghorne to have a day out, and Merritt to, oh, I don't know, feature Feature in the best, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. That's, that's cool for me. Fair enough. We've got nothing else to add for the preview. I know it's not going to be a great game. Uh, are you asking me or are you asking the panel? Asking everyone if anyone's got anything. Oh, um, I know we said in the pre-show and I was talking with Jade about I, I never thought that Essendon were going to be flogged by 100 points plus game in, game out. And it, it is a good thing for the AFL that they aren't being flogged as much as we dislike them. Um, and some people hate other clubs more than others. For me, it's the Bulldogs. But they have been uh, very good. And there have been some games where their uh, scores have been an absolute blowout against Essendon. Having said that, I don't think it's going to be a massive, massive win as much as a lot of us would like that to be. And people say beyond reality, I think maybe, uh, I think last time I said 10 goals and I was wrong. Um, but uh, I'd say an easy 40 points plus. I think there's, there's been some guys on the board who said anything less than 80 points and they're pretty pissed off with that. I think... Um, and Quiver was even saying this in the pre-show, that this is North Melbourne who's not renowned for extreme scoring or massive blowouts or massive We're not West wins. Coast. Yeah, and that, that's the thing is we're not that kind of team yet. Um, so, yeah, 
think, okay, less than 40 points, you'd have a, a right to be disappointed, but um, I don't know, more than 90, and I'd be surprised for a win. I agree. I don't think of anything. I, I like a 10-goal-plus win, but I wouldn't be disappointed by like anything majorly less than that. I reckon, uh, I, I reckon you blokes will just take the win and just quietly go on about your business. Eight and zip. Be sweet. That'd be nice. We'll move on to some questions for Jade then, so we've got nothing really much for the preview. I do apologise about that, but let's face it, it's going to be one of those games. Um, so basically, I want to ask you about some of your top-up players. Who have mm-hmm. impressed you the most this year and why? Well, I reckon, uh, I reckon James Kelly's probably sitting in our top three for the BNF at the moment. Um, uh, I, I don't think there's much to expand on in terms of why he's, he's just class. Uh, I know he set himself um, to play just the one year, and, and that's that's fantastic. And you know, I, along with uh, a lot of other Essendon supporters, are very appreciative of that. Um, Matt Day, I think, has been has been good enough to actually warrant having a look um, beyond 2016. I think he's been he's been quite good, uh, particularly coming off half back. He, he seems to make uh, good decisions with the ball, and and you know, as we're aware. Um, you know, with the team structure that we've got, he's obviously seeing a lot of it um, down in defence. So uh, he's he's been very very good. Um, look, uh, Crowley, I know he's been in and out of the side, but uh, I, I think he's been he's been good in terms of being able to, being able to offer a little bit of leadership and experience um, to some of the young kids we've got running through the middle. Um, I think those three are probably the standout for me. Um, as far as the as the top up players go, um, the remainder look you know there's there's been some um, some reasonable performances from some of them. I think realistically we all know that um, you know of of the ten players that we've got, you've got one maybe two that have got any chance of continuing an AFL career um, after this year's over. But um, you know look I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that they're there because you know as as you did mention they are preventing um, those. Uh, expected 100-point losses week in, week out. So, um, yeah, it's not a lot to complain about from from an Essendon supporter's perspective. Interesting. Um, We'll move straight on to the youngsters. So who has shown this year that they have the talent of going up a level this season? I mean, look, I mean, Zaharakis is not really uh, a youngster anymore, but uh, I think most people have been very impressed by the fact that, you know, I think he's averaging 30 touches a game. Um, You know, he's been hitting the scoreboard. He's clearly leading from the front. Um, Parrish, uh, it, I know it's a, it's a low-hanging fruit. It's an easy one for us to mention. He's he's been fantastic right from the get-go. He's he's clearly going to be um, a very good player, uh, but he's he's going to fit in. Uh, and great news today, boys. He's going to fit in quite nicely next to Dyson Heppel next year. Um, at Langford, uh, look, it's it's he's he's not getting games out of charity. Um, he he would be would be playing in the best twenty-two regardless of whether these suspensions had occurred or not. Um, so he's been he's been very good. Tipper, I think, is uh, is a good one, and I'll quite happily put my hand up and say that you know when we when we did rookie him, um, you know I was one of the first in line to say, look, this bloke is never going to make, or he's never going to be much of an AFL player, but. Um, you know, geez, I tell you what, getting getting yourself fit seems to make a world of difference, and I reckon he'd be he'd be top five in our, B, our BNF at the moment. He he's just been fantastic, so I'm 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 happy that he's performing, and I'm and I'm happy for him. Um, so you know, from that perspective, Fantasia's been a little bit up and down. 
Um, he's been a lot better this year. I've watched a few games. He's been a lot better than he used to be, which is something. And the other one is uh, is probably uh, Michael Hartley, who um, you know he's obviously a, a Collingwood reject, um, who's who's coming to the club. He was he, he was drafted from memory, and I, I will have to check this. Was it the 60s or 70s um, in the national draft last year? Um, and he's been fantastic. I mean, he, we've being in the position that we are, you know, we've lost obviously two um, all Australian class um, defenders. He's he's been thrown in with um, the the best forward for the opposition um, every week, and and he's performed very very well. So I'm very pleased for him, and uh, I think he'll be he'll be a good player for us for a long time. So how would you describe your team's game style heading probably into next year? Not so much this year, obviously, because it it's bit haphazard at the moment, but what would it look like next year for you guys? What do you expect your game style to look like? Uh, well, I think we, we're we certainly concentrating on on attacking from the half-back line. Um, you know, I don't think that's unusual um, for most clubs. Uh, Warsfold is clearly um, just trying to go with the basics uh, at the moment, and you really can't blame him for it. He doesn't have the best talent uh, at his disposal. Um, I'd be interested to see uh, what we do in relation to supporting Joe Danaher uh, ongoing. So uh, I, I would suspect that we would either draft or, or try and trade for um, another tall forward. Um, you know, so I, who, I, who would that be? Would you reckon you could get? Well, look, I, I think uh, I think Jonathan Patton is is realistic. Um, yeah, I, I'm aware of the fact that we would have to give uh, give up some considerable compensation to prime loose, but uh, I don't think it's unrealistic to think that we could we could have a look at him. Um, uh, barring that, I, I think we can go to the draft and actually look. You know, uh, look, reality is we're going to have a few early early picks this year, so um, we can certainly look at picking up. Um, my knowledge of this year's um, draft pool is not good enough to sort of give you a name, but yep. uh, I think that's what what we'd be doing. Um, I think. On, on paper, at the very least, we are building what I would consider a, a reasonably good midfield next year. So um, that's that's promising um, in terms of game style. I don't think it's going to change a lot from what we're doing now. Um, you know, we do tend to try and switch the ball quite a lot. We try and possess the ball um, more than our opponents. So uh, I would expect we'd see more of the same. Hopefully, with a little bit more success. So you'll probably have Hooker and Hurley back, along with Hartley, probably in the back line with say D Tipper. It won't be a bad backline at all. Uh, yeah, it'll it'll be good. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Hooker starting as a forward next year. Um, yeah, it depends on what's happened with trading or whatnot. Yeah, uh, look, Hartley I think has been has been very good. Hurley is clearly much better in defence than he is uh, as a forward. Um, you know, and, and it's good to have that sort of flexibility. But uh, I, I would not be at all surprised to see see Hooker. Training and playing as a as a forward next year, um, you know our, our real concern at the moment, as you know, as I've just mentioned, is the fact that we don't really have a lot of tall support um, up forward for for Danaher at the moment, and Hook has clearly shown he's he's quite capable there. So um, I can certainly see that being an option. That's interesting. Anyway, you guys have any other questions for our peasant overlord? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, just a couple of quick ones, um, Adam Cooney. Uh, how are his paper-thin hamstrings going, and is he enjoying the soft, bouncy floorboards of Essendon? <laughs> I, um, I I was lucky enough to speak to him um, in the middle of last week as well. Um, most of the conversation actually centred around the uh, criticism that was levelled at him by Dean Rioli. I don't know whether uh, any of you are, are familiar with it, so he, he was a little... Uh, 
peeve, to say the least, at um, uh, at the accusation that he wasn't actually playing um, for the club. Um, how's he going? I think he's probably having his best patch um, for us since he started with the club um, at, at the beginning of of 2015. Um, you know, I'm glad that he is actually having a decent run at it. Uh, I suspect. Uh, well, I dare say most of us are, are sort of expecting that it'll be you know next week, the week after, and uh, a knee or a hamstring will go. So um, you know, but as long as he keeps keeps doing what he's doing now, I'm I'm reasonably pleased with the way he's playing. Does he have until the end of the year, or does he have another? I mean, well, I don't think any of us are really too familiar with his contract, so all what his deal is there. Does he have until the end of the year? Is he up then? Does he have another two years or? Um, do you know what the deal is there with him? Uh, when I spoke to him, but look, he's, he's, uh, his contract does expire at the end of the year. Um, when I spoke to him, he was reasonably non, uh, non-committalist as to what he wants to do. Um, I think he's more, uh, and this is just my opinion, I don't know this for a fact, I think he's more um, concerned about his body in terms of whether or not he can play again, but I suspect if he gets to the end of the year and he's had a, he's had a good run at it uh, in 2016, he will seek another contract. Uh, and if he keeps playing the way he has done for the last four or five weeks, then I, I'd, I'd honestly be happy to, uh, to keep him at the club, even considering that we're, you know, we're going to have um, you know, what I suspect will be nine or ten players coming back from suspension. So, um, yeah, he's been, he's been okay. So just lastly, just before Kango comes up with another question or possibly a goodbye or whatever, your last year we touched on, um, on a very similar episode, almost exactly to this date last year, a particular player, who to look out for, and he gave us a name. Who would you say for uh, opposition supporters to look out for at Essendon and possibly why? Uh, I'd be having a good look at um, at uh, Jaden Laverde. I mean, he is uh, he's recovering from from injury at the moment. Um, when he gets a, a reasonable crack at it, and obviously this year, uh, assuming he's fit, he's he's going to get a few games um, at the tail end of the year. Uh, he's he's going to be a beast. He he will be a very very good midfielder ongoing. Um, it's obviously easy to mention um, Darcy Parish. I think you know we've all been very impressed by the way he's been able to. To, to fit into the side, and really he's uh, he's almost immediately uh, become a player that would have been playing in a best 22 regardless of the suspensions. Um, uh, look, I, I know it's it, it's an easy one, but uh, but, but Joe Danaher, um, he's still uh, on and off when it comes uh, comes to week to week, and um, you know there there have actually been a few Essendon supporters that are criticising his form, which I think is a little bit unfair considering the service that he's getting. But uh, certainly, I'd be keeping my eye on. Um, and just because he's fun to uh, fun to watch, I think Tipper just just keep an eye on him. I, I think he's going to turn into a very decent player, and you know, I hope he he manages to, manages to eke out a career of a hundred hundred and fifty games, and um, I think he deserves it. Well, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that Laverty was the way, actually the one that is now you're drinking my mind. Who we actually I asked you about last year, and you ranted and raved about you actually raved about how great he was. Um, but uh, I think another name that came up before was uh, Redmond. Um, do you know much about him? And that, that actually will be my last question, by the way. Um, do I know much about him? No, I've um, uh, I, I've seen him be, I've seen him playing in the VFL uh, this year. He, he's certainly very clever. Um, he obviously. Uh, resembles Brendan Goddard in terms of you know physically he's got the same um, you know touch of ginger about him. Um, does he point <laughs> as much? Does he point as much? Well, I haven't seen enough of him yet to to, to figure out whether he's going to be a pointer or not. But um, he he should turn into a reasonably good 
um, third tall option. I suspect in a few years' time, once he starts putting a little bit of weight on, he will move into the midfield. Uh, same goes for, for Kyle Langford as well. Um, you know, he didn't have the greatest of debuts, but let's face it, he was, he was thrown to the wolves a little bit. Um, uh, being named to face to face Sydney, but you know he he will be a he'll be a decent player. He's been a handful in the VFL. I think he kicked three from memory last week, and it's not the first time he's kicked uh, kicked, kicked a couple. So um, watch this space. I, I think you'll be seeing more and more of him. No worries. Is that all you got, Nate? Yeah. No worries, Quiv. You got anything else to add tonight? Finally, mate. Come on, mate. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jade. I saw you arguing with a. Um a few people, I think it was this week, may have been last week, on the main board regarding uh, Watson's Brownlow. Um, you, I believe you think he, can, he should keep it. Is, is that correct? No, I, I didn't actually offer an opinion as to whether or not he should or shouldn't keep it. What I did do was correct uh, a few of the more special people on the main board that actually don't seem to understand the rules and the rules, are, <laughs> um, you know, people that seem to believe that he should be stripped of it because that's what the rules say uh, are incorrect. There is, there is no precedent and there is no rule um, that automatically disqualifies a player from Brownlow consideration for a doping violation and you're more than welcome to look it up. The AFL anti-doping code, I think from memory, rule 17.3 very specifically points Points out that from memory, from memory um, <laughs> is is entirely at the discretion of the AFL Commission. So I wasn't arguing that he should keep it. I was simply arguing that the people that were saying he should be stripped didn't understand the rules. <laughs> no, it was, it was a good read. It was very entertaining, actually. Uh, I, I, I aim to please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just one more. I think I asked you this last time you're on. Uh, Lindsay Thomas for Merritt. Yes. Oh, come on. Let's say that again. Lindsay Thomas for what now? For merit. This little swap? little merit. <laughs> for, oh, you want a straight swap for for Zachy Merritt? Yeah. Um, look, you know, I'll I'll talk to my people and and then they'll talk <laughs> to your people. But I'm going to go with probably unlikely at the moment. <laughs> well, I think I think that's a better answer than last time. It was a flat out no last time. So there's, we're <laughs> oh, moving I, forward. I think my first thought was, no, you're fucking kidding yourself. But <laughs> what are you going to do? Should get Jeff Walsh's negotiated any. You just go shut up and give me you, <laughs> like you well, did with the doctor. Uh, I mean, if you were dealing with uh, uh, Armit Barnes, uh, is it Armit Barnes or Armit Baines at St Kilda? So, um, you know, very, 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 very famous on the Essendon board at the moment in terms of you know they definitely will not be giving up pick five for Jake Carlisle, and then um, I, I called a Clarko later, and uh, Alistair Clarkson knocking on Jake Carlisle's um, hotel hotel room door, and then all of a sudden they were falling over themselves to give it up. So there you go. Yeah, but St Kilda's like I know they we joke about their moral victories, but they just they don't have any morals. <laughs> they don't have any victories. <laughs> don't. What one premiership in a hundred years? It is uh, it's as bad as the Bulldogs. Am I right, Nate? Fuck yeah! Oh, I didn't. I wasn't listening, but yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> right, no. something, something, dogs. <laughs> yeah, something, something, Bulldogs, something, 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 Nate. Fuck yeah! Uh, I um, I actually just messaged you boys. Um, do you um, have an Essendon meet up this weekend? Are we invited? Yes, we have an Essendon meet up this weekend. Yes, you are absolutely invited. Um, okay. Uh, be warned, you, you do have to buy a beer for the um, for the esteemed member that actually uh, invented or started this meetup. Um, oh, that'd be good. Oh, no. uh, that, that'd be that'd be yours, truly. Um, if, if you go to the Essendon board, they will tell you that it was Doss, and you know if you're listening, Doss, yeah, fuck you, mate. Um, <laughs> so yes, absolutely. 
we, we don't know uh, we don't know where we're going to have it yet. Uh, it'll either be um, we'll be playing Eddie Stadium. So I think platform twenty eight. So you're more than welcome to pop in and say hello. Uh, nothing more to add for this? Nope, I'm done. I'm all, done. Good. all good. Alright, thanks for joining in, guys. That was great. No worries at all. Good to have you on, Jade, as usual. That was good as always. Yeah, my pleasure. And thank you so much, for everyone, for listening. Have a great weekend, and hopefully you have some form of good game.